Howdy, hey! Welcome to the Texans Take. All right, you got us here with a mouthful of beans. I know, I know, I did that. That was me. He was like watching me and waiting for me. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Just a big mouthful of beans in my mouth. And he's like, you ready to start? I'm like, yeah. And then, howdy, howdy, hey! Yeah, it was exactly like that, actually. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a good move. Um, I try. Tell us about these beans, Brig. So I don't have the beans. The they're they're canned beans, but I don't have them in front of me. We were actually talking about baked beans, which I generally don't like. I'll eat them every blue moon, and that's yeah. that's about it. Not drink them every blue moon, not with a blue moon. You're right, right, right. Well, I mean, I guess I could, but you know. <laughs> we were uh, then moving on to. Uh, yeah, it's something we do like. We don't have, you know, talk about that for a minute. I was like, wait, I have actually some, I guess you can technically call those baked beans. Um, yeah. I have some here that I, I buy them occasionally when I'm at the store, and um, and they're Dr. Pepper infused beans. And, uh, and so they're cooked with Dr. Pepper, which is pretty amazing for any Texan out there. I mean, let's face it, if you're a Texan, you do like Dr. Pepper. And if you don't, then are you a Texan? Uh, well, there, that's, uh, that's questionable. I have to say, it is. It's, it's like, very questionable. You definitely so. lose points on your. You, you lose a corner of your Texas card. Right, right, right. We have to snip that off. You know how you get points on your license. You get points <laughs> right. on your Texas. You get license. points on your Texas card. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then it dawned on me as we're sitting here talking about, I was like, why are we talking about it when we could just try them? Because right. I do have a can, uh, and so I went in there and, and grabbed it. And usually, I don't even get to try them. Like yeah. I'll buy them. This is how this goes, and and I can I can attest to the last two times that I've bought. I buy four cans. That's it, and that usually will last me eating it myself month and a half. You know, that's because I'll eat maybe one can every few weeks or something. You know, I it's it's not it's not a they're beans eat them while you can. Yeah, I know it. It's not Sorry. a fan favorite to eat them every day, and I I just don't like a lot of sweet stuff. Yeah. I'm very anti-sweet, and so it's... Yeah, I'm uh, not anti-sweet. I just don't do it. <laughs> well, I regret it every time I do it, so it's just like, Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, that's, I, I took Alyssa out for Valentine's Day the other day, and I looked at her, I said, you want dessert? And she said, absolutely. I said, great. And the waiter came by, and I said, you know, whatever she wants. Oh, Garton. Yeah, just just get her whatever she wants. And she ordered a bunch of stuff. She's like, oh, don't you want some dessert? I'm like, no. <laughs> absolutely not my dessert is my margarita that's yeah. my dessert yeah, good you know? dessert by the way yeah i would get a margarita and, over regular dessert any day but the last couple times that i've gotten these i'll get four cans and literally last week was a week it was, it was before we went shopping i sat down um it was well it was super bowl and i don't ever watch the super bowl either so i i was kicking in and out of the but super when you bowl have a super bowl of beans <laughs> yeah well i i got uh, peacock which is a streaming service and they have a lot of actual tv channels and they do football and i'm not a huge football fan but i do i'll watch part of a super bowl enough to remind me that i i don't i don't follow the game close enough to know any of these people or who's good who's not you know <clears throat> and so and honestly, to be fair, I don't know the game well enough. I don't either. Um, my dad, uh, I used to say this, he, you know, <laughs> it was kind of the thing that turned me off about football. His dad was so engrossed in it when I was growing uh, yeah. up. Uh, Mondays and Sundays were dad sitting his butt on the couch screaming at the TV. Right, and right. My bro both of my brothers have got into that. They love to sit there and scream at the TV. And I'm just like, this is, 
This I is bullcrap. Stupid. Yeah. Why? Are we, <laughs> you know, I I could think of a thousand other. Now, I mean, I'll get into like things like rodeo. I love rodeo. Love watching rodeo on TV. Love being there in person. At least there's better. some risk involved in yeah, rodeo. Yeah. Well, there's risk in football too, I guess, but. Um, I do like hockey. I've gotten into that. And then see, the reason I like hockey the most is because I used to play football, not football, soccer. Yeah. uh, Which I guess it's football in some countries, but, (laughs) and so, but I understand the game. It's the same rulings really, other than you, you, you're on ice, you have a stick and a puck instead of you're going around kicking a ball. The thing I like about hockey is there skating and ice skating, which I think is really cool. I love ice skating. I do think it's cool. I can't do it. But then more importantly than that, they built rules around fighting in game. This is true. And I love that. I mean, look at football. You know how much cooler football would be if they allowed fighting? <laughs> I mean, I want to see these guys, you know, go at it, you know, fisticuffs, throw down, boy. Right, right. So anyway, I was watching part of this. I knew I was going to watch part of the Super Bowl. Uh, I was watching Yellowstone because I got really into Yellowstone. And I, I'm, now that may be one of my new favorite series. Nice. It's amazing. So that's actually what I got Peacock for. Yeah. And then I found out they were airing, you know, the Olympics the and other stuff and so i kind of dabbled in that but i sat down i'd bought all my chips and stuff right to you know game day stuff and uh, i sat down and i was like you know i want to get me some of those dr pepper baked beans mm. i was excited i had myself pumped up waited for commercial break and i went in the kitchen and i, I couldn't find them anywhere i couldn't find i'm like i know i bought them and yeah exactly that was exactly my thought and so I, you know, I finally asked Alyssa, I was like, where, where are those, um, those Dr. Pepper beans that I bought? Like and she was, that I finished this morning? Uh, pretty much. She was like, oh, I ate those yesterday. You're like all four of them? Yeah, that's what I said. And she was like, well, no, I ate some the day before that. And, and I'm going, <clears throat> um, so you're telling me I don't have any of the beans that I bought for me. I was like, this wasn't a request. I got you what you requested. These were my, this was my ice cream. Okay. And you um, know what, and you know what Brig was like? He's like, honey, you full of beans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so aggravated. Anyway, that aside, we did have some today, and which was funny because I, I had like a scare. I went in the kitchen. I couldn't find them. And so I went up. I need to grab something anyways. I went up and I was like, did you eat the other? Are you full of beans? Yeah. And she was like, oh, no, I just moved them because we only have four cans and I organized the cabinet. So I moved them to the other cabinet. She hid them. That's, That's what, what said. I said. That is them. what I said. I was like, uh-huh. I see how you this know, works. We'll talk about this later, <laughs> but I, 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 your ice cream is going to disappear randomly and end up in the neighbor's fridge. Okay. <laughs> That's the way this is going to be played. If we're going to play by those rules. Uh, so anyway, we tried them. I like them. I cannot eat them every day. No, They're too sweet, too much. but I have noticed they do go swimmingly with breakfast and bacon. What? Yes. Yeah, no. Yes. Not beans for breakfast. That's like Korean or something. It, well, I mean, I... I maybe it's British. It, well, maybe it's British. Brig- oh, okay. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I uh, Beans for breakfast? Well, I mean, I, I'll make maybe a whole... Well, maybe I'll, if you're out on the range <clears> and that's what's left over. From so, the I'll make some scrambled eggs and then I'll make some... Uh, I'll make... I, I get the, the bulk, um, like William gets. I get that bulk... Yeah. Um, uh, bacon kind of oh, like the scraps yeah, but they're yeah, so yeah. thick and the amazing bacon ends, yeah. yeah the bacon is so amazing so i'll cook up a bunch of those and then i'll just cook up a little bit of beans not even what what we had just uh-huh. enough to go on the side and i'll sit there and i'll dip my bacon in the beans while I'm, i mean that's yeah it's it's uh i know some people do that with like maple syrup and stuff i mean it that's no. I, I can't yeah 
But oh, I uh, okay. So here's I typed in who eats baked beans for breakfast, and the first thing that comes up is baked beans. Why did the British eat them? British Grubhub. <laughs> so it's the British. I was right. I started with the Koreans. But the Koreans do eat bean ice cream. Yeah, I mean, for dessert or for breakfast? it's not something I do I every. Know. I think it's for breakfast. It's not something I do all the time. So don't make it so ridiculous. But I do occasionally when I have those bacon ends. Yeah. You know. Um, See, because there are some, I, I'm weird. I will, I can't do a lot of things. Um, like when we, uh, you know, my dad used to cook pancakes and stuff. We would, uh, we would get like, um, you know, all of our maple syrup all over the pancakes. Yeah, then yeah. we would, we would, you know, the, the bacon would be on the plate. So obviously we'd get all over the bacon too. And I hadn't, I've never had a problem just like, you know, rolling my bacon through a little bit of maple syrup. And so it's not really a big deal with the beans either. Yeah. It just adds more flavor. But, um, I have figured out that kids, kids do not care what's for breakfast. They don't. (laughs) It's, uh, I have one picky kid and the rest of them are just like, give me the trash can. (laughs) And so I, I literally, I just experiment with them. It's like, this is a good breakfast. So I found online, uh, pot shaved ice (laughs) with sweet red beans, Korean bapsang. So drizzle with a tablespoon or two of condensed milk. Top it with a few rice cake pieces and your favorite fruit pieces. Ice cream in or any other desired topping. There's beans in this. No, I'm out. <clears throat> I'm out on that. Yeah. Um, Top up your choice of fruit. Red bean paste mochi. Garnish with sweetened condensed milk. Like, okay. So now that we've talked about beans for a little bit, uh, we were going to talk about wine. Too. Wine! I you forgot. Know. Yes. So I we know. do actually have wine, and do we have our wheel of... Uh, I, I have I have the wheel, so I I changed accent. phones, so I actually had to go get my other phone. To... Okay, so do we got our listy list? Are we making our listy list? We we are we are making our listy list. Sweet. So this is not one that we've had before. Ready to, to spin the wheelie wheel? Yeah, go for it. Oh, that was. Hey, <sighs> German. Deutsche. We haven't, we, we, we haven't done German in a minute, so that works. No, I guess we haven't done German in a minute. That's okay. Uh, so um, we have a Chianti today. Denominazione di origine cantriolata garantita, which I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm pretty certain that the... Uh, what I just said there is... The original fluff. Um, 2018. That's 2018. And it is a medium-bodied red wine blend. Uh, it's a Chianti. And on the back, we have uh, the shape country of Italy. It's made in uh, Mabzia. What is that? Italy, I guess. Uh, it's a place over yonder. Named after the Chiant region of the central Tuscany, uh, this red wine is uh, classically Italian, a medium-bodied vine with notes of red berries and violets. Uh, enjoy with red meats and pasta. Best served at room temperature. Uh, please recycle this bottle. Red wine product of Italy. So there you go. It is a Chianti red bottle, and it is uh, from Malizia, <laughs> Italy. Over yonder. And it contains sulfites, 12% alcohol by volume. 
oh, good, yeah, look at this, uh, 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 milliliter, which is uh, 750 milliliters. So, anyway, this is legit Italian wine, and it is not bad. So, uh... all right, we are back. I'm going to take a little trip back to verse 7. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, what, moving. What, You're what? moving too fast. Hold on. Hold on. We got to break these down. You can't, oh. just, you can't just throw Let me on. read off the names, and then I'll let you break it down, okay? <sighs> then I got to go back and look at that. To Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. So Briggs got here on his phony phone. Uh, he's gonna look up what these names mean. How do you spell that there, Belteshazzar? That's belt. Belt. Okay. Eh. Ah. Ah. And then Shazar. So Belteshazzar. Mm. That guy means protect the life of the king. Protect the life of the king. So think about uh, Daniel's place in life right now. He is now one of the eunuchs. He's also a very high eunuch because these eunuchs are being used specifically. Wait, nobody said he was smoking (laughs) anything. These eunuchs are being used specifically to serve the king's palace to whom he wants to teach language and the literature of the Chaldeans. And so what does Belteshazzar mean? Well, um, when he's not high, it's protect the life of the protect king. Protect the life of the king. So he's serving close to the king. So you can kind of see that I they named him after is, what they intend for him to do. When he is high, it could be, hey, I'm protecting the life of the king. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to Hananiah, he gave the name Shadrach. So what does Shadrach mean? Well, give me just a little second here. By a little second, I really mean a long second. Like a 10 second? Shadrach. Shadrach. It means tender. Tender. He's awful tender. Tender. Sweet little man. So that's a little demeaning. It kind of seems that way, yeah. Um, But if you think about what their position is here, so... You know um, what's even more demeaning than just it meaning tender? It's... The Hebrew word for tender. <laughs> right. Uh, so there's that, y'all. Just in case you're all wondering. So anyhow, um, you know, with him being called tender, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's just like, maybe he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they're calling him tender as a jest, as a, you know, a joke. Like Little John. Right. Like Little John, like. Uh, a man named Sue. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe he was one of the smaller of the group. Maybe he had the most boyish face. Maybe that's why they called him Tender. Not sure. To Mishael, they gave the name Meshach or Meshach. What does that mean? It means, actually, that one pulled up. That draws with force. That draws with force. I would take a guess that this is the hoss of the team. He's that at he's, big old cornbread. He's the cornbread eating country boy. That's what my guess is, because it says drawn by force. And 
what that it might just be little different descriptions of what these guys had to go through because all of them uh, were prisoners of war, right? And King besieged and took the spoils and grabbed these guys and uh, made them his own. And so they were all taken by force. Mm -hmm. And this one, maybe he was taken by more force. We don't know. Um, but taken by force. And to Azariah, the name Abednego, or Abednego, which means... So that actually means servant of Nego. Servant of Nego. And Nego... So Nego is actually one of the, uh, the gods of uh, the wonderful... Um, Babylonian people, Babylonians. a lot of people also do believe this is kind of a spinoff and sacrilege way of saying that uh, he is a servant of Nebo, like Mount Nebo. Um, really? Yeah, so a lot of people think it's a sacrilege way of making fun of his god who did great things on Mount Nebo. Uh, while also giving him the name of Nego, mm. the god of the Babylonian people. So there's there's kind of a, a couple different theories on why he was named that way. I have yet to see a theory that did not involve some sort of humiliation for, yeah. for so him. I, honestly, that would be really humiliating. That'd be like Ubrig being called um, Servant of Baal. Yeah, or please, servant please of Buddha. That's no, that's pretty bad. Ball yeah. was pretty bad. You you, you could have stuck with that and still made an enemy. Servant <laughs> of what? That guy. Oh, yeah. Some god that yeah, you we're don't doing worship. The same thing. Yeah. Just in case you want one. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously that's not not cool. Absolutely not cool, especially for an Israelite um, to be called such things. Um, but anyway, that's the names that they were given. Now we're going to continue on. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested to the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. We're not really, um, I personally, I'm not going to say we as in all of Christian's people, don't really know exactly his reasons for this. Um, maybe this is food that was offered to idols or something. Maybe these are, you maybe know, maybe, know maybe he realizes, before. maybe he realizes what's going on. And he's like, they're buttering us up and he's just like, I want to shake him up a little bit. Um, but he does want, not want to defile himself with the delicacies and with the wine. Uh, he realizes that they're being, <laughs> that they're being, um, you know, brainwash that they're being teased that they're being um given all of these pleasures in life just so that they will feel more inclined to serve this king and he's like okay well i can tell i'm being manipulated maybe i don't want to play their game i'm not sure if that's exactly what's going on here there might be something deeper that i don't actually know uh, that's just kind of what it seems like to me uh, right. um and so uh, I don't like to be manipulated. And there's several times where it's like, if I'm going to be manipulated, I'd rather do it on my own terms. Thank you very much. You know, uh, like, hey, you, you get, you know, 
I'm forcing you to eat ice cream. Not the flavor that you want. You're just going to get plain old vanilla, not chocolatey mousse, turtle, fudge, something or other. You're just going to get vanilla, and that's all you're going to get. And I'd be like, well, to heck with you. I'm going to eat Skittles. What do you think about that? Um, okay. All right. Skittles, you don't say. Have it your own way. Um, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's being defiant. I'm not sure, but he does not want to defile himself. And so there's something here about defilement, which makes me wonder if, um, if there's something unholy, ungodly about the food and the delicacies that he's being given. Uh, and so now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he say your face is looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Oh, he's worried about his head. Is I would if I was now? him. Oh, poor guy. So he's like, look, buddy, you don't eat your food. You don't drink your wine. You're not going to get plump. You're going to look pale. You're going to get, um, you know, a sullen face. You're going to be hollow or you're going to be mm-hmm. skinny. And it's going to be like, look, dude, did I not give you food and drink to give them? Why are th- why are they skinny? Are you treating them wrong? I'm trying to fatten these guys up. And what you what you're doing? You know, do your job, buddy. And so if he sees him not doing his job, maybe he'll just take my head. And I don't really want that. Because my job is literally to butter you guys up. And you're not buttering up. Yeah, not so like So I don't do my job. Maybe I don't keep my head. And let's not lose our heads over this. And so... <laughs> uh, but anyway, what does Daniel say? And fortunately for Daniel and his friends, God had given them favor with the king. Uh, I mean, not with the king, but with the uh, the chief of the eunuchs, which is really cool because we see that happen time and time again, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph, did he not get favor with everybody that he was put under? He yeah. got favor with Potiphar. <laughs> he got favor with Potiphar's wife. Not that he wanted it. Uh, when he got sent to prison, he got favor from... The two prisoners that was with him, the baker and the, oh, fluff, I forgot my story. Who was the other guy? It was a baker and a butler. Baker and a butler. butler, yeah. Now I remembered it. So he got favor with the baker and the butler. He also got favor with the, uh, the jailer. And then after he got out of jail, he got favor with the king himself. So... Uh, you know, oftentimes God gives favor to his people. And these people that are not godly, these people that should be oppressing him are the ones that are favoring them. And it's just a little blessing from those that serve God. And so anyway, Daniel is in the same situation. He has favor with the chief of the eunuchs. He's like, look, buddy, I like you. You're a good kid. All right. I want the best for you. I really do. I understand yeah. what you're doing. I really understand. I know that if you don't want to devile yourself, fine by me. See if I care. But I want to keep my head. And so help me out, bruh. Uh huh. And so, anyway, um, then you would endanger my head before the king. 
Uh, but what does Daniel say? I fear my Lord. No, 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 no. That's what the chief of the eunuch says. Uh, anyway, so he shall continue on here. Um, bum, 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 bum. um, anyway, we talked about defilement. Okay. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had said over Daniel, Han- uh, uh, had said over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, I said, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us drink. Let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days. So he's saying, look, buddy. I ain't going to eat your meats. I ain't going to eat your fine delicacies, your breads, your pastries, your donuts. Uh, I'm not going to drink your wine, your tequilas, your margaritas. Ooh, that hurts a little. I'm just going to drink water and eat vegetables. But I say this now, in 10 days, who will look the better? The The other servants here or us Mm -hmm. i want you to compare us and see what you see and tell me what you see and see what happens and the jailer's like i mean the uh the steward is like all right you got 10 days kid at the end of the 10 days their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So it worked. Right? (laughs) These guys are sitting here eating McDonald's every day. They're going to, uh, actually, I say McDonald's. No, 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 no. They're going to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse every day. They're going to Outback Steakhouse. They're getting the Bloomin' Onions. They're getting the salad. They're getting their uh, margarita on. They're getting the big steak. They're getting their porterhouse. They're getting a couple of beers on the side. Then they're eating their cake, their fudge, the ice cream, the donuts daily. Don't that sound nice? I'm sorry, Greg. Are you hungry? Yeah. I'll stop. It's rough. Um, And so I associate all that with being fat, you know? But if you only eat vegetables and drink water, I don't associate that with being fat. I associate that with being freaking unhealthy. Like, you know, most vegetarians, well, vegans, this is kind of vegan right here. You know, I'm like, you could use a little meat in your bones, buddy. You're not looking too good. Your skin looks bad. Your breath is bad. Your odor is bad. Uh, You know, um... Your body is meant for things more than vegetables. It really, really is. In fact, there's a lot of studies done now. Yeah, we can go deep in. There's this a lot of studies done you know, now <laughs> that show that meat. you know you really need your meat. It gives you so much. In fact, you can consist on only meat alone and still survive and be a very healthy young man. The vegetables have good things for you, but um, they're not the end all and the be all of the diet. And so these guys are just getting vegetables and water, and this jailer, I mean, this uh, this steward is thinking like, dude, this ain't going to work. But you know what, kid? You interest me. You got 10 days. Um, and so after 10 days, he looks at the other kids. He looks at these kids. He's like, you kids is uh, fat and plump and better complexion. 
That doesn't make sense. But okay, whatever. You have your way. You win. And so he only gives them vegetables and water, and then they don't have to defile themselves with the delicacies of the king. Interesting. Very interesting. And for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Wow. That's actually really a lot. So this is saying that what Daniel and his friends, his three friends are doing, God is like, you know what? I really like you guys. You are serving me well, and I will bless you richly through it. And so that tells me that what these guys are doing is good. It's serving God. It's saying no to um, the delicacies of the king. And it's, it's, ah, what is the word? It's a little defiant, isn't it? It's very defiant. That is the word, yes. And uh, Christians nowadays are generally not defiant. And when they are defiant, they think ill of themselves for that. And they're like, you know, we need to be a little bit more friendly to the world and do more worldly things so that they'll see us in a better light and maybe we'll listen to what we have to say. I guess as long as you're like not in Babylon. But that's not really what these guys are doing. These guys are like, we're going to be defiant. We're doing it in a very polite way. They're being very polite about it. Very nice. He's not saying, you know, um, we hate you guys and you're stupid. We're not going to eat your stupid food. To heck with you guys. We're going to do things our own freaking way and you can be, you know, you can take that. No, they're just saying, hey, look, you know, just give us vegetables and water and we'll be fine. And, you know, after 10 days, see, see how we look, you know? And the guy's like, oh, all right, sure, whatever. After 10 days, you know, God's looking at these guys. And he's like, hey. By the way. Um, I'm with you. It's good. I'm blessing you. And what does he do for them? He says, as for these young men, God gave them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom. Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So he's blessing them richly. He's taking everything that they're supposed to do. Look earlier here. What is their goal that the king has for them? His goal is that they would be gifted in wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand. Who had knowledge, uh, ability to serve the king's palace and whom they might teach language and literature of the Chaldeans but what does God give them for following him and serving him? God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature, score, and wisdom, score. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams, score, score. So God is blessing them ten times more than even the king wanted them to be. And so now they have the understanding and the wisdom and the knowledge and the skill in areas that can serve this king way better than he ever expected better than he he thought was possible he's like okay you give these guys vegetables and water and they become superhumans. what uh, okay Funny how that do works. your thing guys do your thing and so anyway all this was a little uh defiance 
towards the king's ways and service towards God and God bless them richly. We're going to take a quick break right here. and We'll be right back. All right. We are of the back of the back. We are indeed back. All right. So now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined him, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. So this is a continuation of what I was saying before. So the king interviewed all of them. And what did the king want for them? All he wanted for all of these fine young men was that they become a little bit brainwashed uh, and then educated in his own way, in their own ways, so that they will be better servants of the king. But because of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah's uh, service to God, God has done something interesting for them. He has made them the most valuable assets for the king and 10 times better than everybody else who ate of the portion of the delicacies of the wine and the, uh, and the delicacies of the food that the king gave them to eat. And so the king is actually, I believe, getting a lot more than he bargained for. And he yeah, doesn't thanks. really understand what's going on here. If you will, this is a little bit of a Christian tro Trojan horse. Uh, the king really has no idea what's about to happen. And he is being infiltrated from the inside and things are going a little too well for him, if you know what I mean. Not that anything ill is going to come to him, necessarily. But that the king, the god, the creator of all things, has placed these four young men as the chief... Um, well, the chief men under the king they are right close to him he is now the king is now vulnerable to all of these guys and they have knowledge skill and literature wisdom and daniel has understanding and visions and dreams and all of those are incredibly powerful and they're 10 times better not just than everybody else that they were with but they're 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers who are in all his realm so he's essentially created an uber steroid monster out of these guys uh, compared to what he was actually wanting. Right. And so right now he's just like, whoa, I'm just raking it in. This is great. Look at all this. This is, man, this is awesome. Little does he know what's going on behind the scenes. Now that is the end of chapter one. We are now going to continue into chapter two 
Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Ooh, good wine. It's the best wine. No, now, in the <laughs> second year of no. Nebuchadnezzar's reign, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. Now, my question is the Chaldeans. I don't know what that means. If I'm not mistaken, that sounds like a group of people, like a tribe of people. I'm not sure what their specialty is. Because I heard magicians, astrologers, and sorcerers, but then the Chaldeans is in there. And I, me personally, I'm just like, I, I don't really know what that means. I don't know. Do do did you you mind? I don't you want me to look up the Chaldeans? Yeah, if you could do that, yes. just see what they do. I mean, maybe these they guys do, they do Chaldean things. Yeah, I mean, you know, magicians, astrologers, sorcerers, astrologers, and maybe the Chaldeans are like jugglers or like stand-up comedians, or I'm not really sure. So they're best associated with the city of Ur. Okay. Like Ur of the Chaldees, Ur of oh, the, the Chaldeans. Chaldeans. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, continue, yeah. continue. Yeah, you you kind of you kind of did that for me, but okay, sure. Uh, in the biblical patriarch of Abraham, who was born of Ur, and when Abraham left Ur, his family, the Bible says, went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. So I guess they were pre-Canaanites. Huh. Interesting. That's where Abraham came from. Yes. So I'm guessing that there is... So the Chaldeans were pre-Canaanites. I'm just guessing that theirs is a very old, knowledgeable, and wise group of men. I would go with that, yeah. You know, they have a lot of the... That'd be kind of like going to the... uh... We don't know an answer to that. I don't know anything about Peepaw or Meemaw. What you need to go is you need to go to Old Bill. Old Bill, he knows all about that. In fact, he's uh, Meemaw's cousins, sisters, nephews, pet something or other. He's the oldest in the family, and he knows what's all going on. Down yonder over them parts. So that's my guess is that these Chaldeans are just kind of like, you know going to kind of the most oldest traditional troop in the area and asking them, you know, hey, you guys, you've got an old lineage, you know. Um, maybe there's some sort of your tradition and stuff that hasn't died away and you can really understand what's going on here. I'm not sure completely, but you heard the description that Brig give, gave, so we're going to go with that. Ah, but anyway, um, it is kind of mm-hmm. cool being, you know, of a heritage that's that old. Yeah, <coughs> I like breathed in Brig, and a little die, spit man. fell don't with die. it. It went, it went. Hey, the, the hey. spit was like we're traveling down, man. And the... it's not worth dying over spit. What? <laughs> I just joked. It's the spit. lungs problem. <clears throat> now I'm dying on my spit. Anyway. Up, 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 up. Don't and do the Chaldeans it, it's it's not a good to tell the king his dreams. 
So they came and stood before the king. My question is, why didn't he ask, uh, you know, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, Ezra, and Daniel first? He's like, wow, you guys are more intelligent than everybody else by 10 times, so maybe I'd ask them first. Maybe he doesn't trust them yet. I don't know. But. Sorry, I died a little bit again. Let's see. Uh, and so they came and stood before the king. And the king said to them, I had a dream. My spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will give the interpretation. Do you know what I mean? That last little little portion there after interpretation was, you know, I made that up. Anyway. O king, live forever. Tell your servants a dream and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and your house shall be made an ash heap. Therefore, if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. I'd be like, dude, I'm out, bro. Yeah. I'm gone. Um, it was good I'm, that you had dreams and all. Yeah, I'm, but I feel like consequences are they're a little extra. May I Goodbye. offer you some hot tea? <laughs> uh, uh, chamomile is quite nice for you know those kind of things. Right, um, right, right. Just, Maybe pe- a little hibiscus tea. Peace out. I'll, I'll I'll leave you with some good tunes. 1980s style. In all Just honesty, they were all condemned right there. They're all probably thinking, Wait, well, we're on. dead. The 1980s were condemned the moment they became oh, the 1980s. Yeah. Anyway. But that's beside the point, right? They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the let dream. Him tell and him. we will give its interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you will gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore tell me the dream and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. Oh. So, ouch. Let well, me just tell you what just happened. The king said, yeah, let's look, unwrap this for a second. Shall we? I have a dream. Maybe not unwrap it like that. Anyway, the king said he, that he had a dream and he was like, yo, dudes, I need to tell you my dream and it's interesting and it's strange and I need you guys to interpret it. Uh, but get it wrong and I'm going to kill you dead. Because think about it. See, that's that's the problem I have. Think about it's, it. It's the king, bit. the king could give a dream, and they could say, "Oh, no idea what that means." But you shall get fame and fortune here pretty soon. In fact, they're going to make a movie about you, and you're going to get lots of money in the box office. It'll be great, or not. Uh and so the king is like, you know, I can't trust you guys. You're just going to tell me what I want to hear. So, in order to make sure that you tell me the truth. You will die if you do not answer my questions. And they're like, consequences pretty severe. Okay, don't really like the sound of all that, but we don't really have a choice now. So go ahead and tell us a dream and we'll interpret it for you. How about that? 
And the king's like, yeah, nah. You could spin that dream any way you want. I want an honest interpretation. So tell you what, you tell me what I dreamed. And we'll call it good. What do you say? And they're like, oh, that ah, sounds wonderful. Ah, um, you want us to interpret your dream when you haven't even told us the dream yet? Kind of unfair. Dang, don't you think? man. Anyway, the Chaldeans answered the king and said, Ladies and gentlemen, we come to you with the Duck Commander Faith and Family Bible. This is the New King James Version. We don't know what version you are using today, but the ESV is a very good version. The King James Version is very good, although a little overly dramatic. Uh, we, <laughs> we are reading from the New King James Version, and we hope that you would follow us with whatever scripture you're using, as long as you can follow us. Anyway, that being said, the Chaldeans answered the king and said, There's not a man on earth who can tell you the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests. And there is no, there's no, there's no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. Like, um, dude, look, Chad. Okay, <laughs> look, Chad. We can't tell you your dream. Nobody can. I could go down the street, trip, hit my head on the rock, and have dreams, and that would be closer to your dream than I could give you right now. You know, I mean, just like, dude. Oh, the, the, nobody knows that. Come on. It's a rough life being that guy. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason, the king was angry and was very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. Burn! That does happen. What do they say now? Rip. Rip. Uh, So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men. They sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. So the king's just like, you guys suck! And so he's just going to go kill everybody yeah, because things, none of them can answer his dream. These things technically happen. You know? So let me just tell you. The king's like, I had a dream, and I can't really trust you guys to tell me a good interpretation of the dream, so you guys just tell me what dream I had, and then we'll be call it good. But if you don't tell me the dream, they're going to kill you guys and your families. And they're just like, ah, can you see unreasonable? I mean, who can know that? There's nobody that knows that. Come on. Chad, be a be a body. Nobody Chad knows word. that. And the king's like, all right, fine. Can't answer that. You guys suck. I'm going to kill you all. Oh, all of a sudden we know something. And so that's what he does. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. I mean, okay. since Daniel and his companions are 10 times better at this stuff than everybody else and the king is upset with all of them and he's going to go for all of them he's like hey you guys are in it too so we're going to come kill you also well when then the council and wisdom then with counsel and wisdom daniel answered arioch the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of babylon he said he answered and said to Arioch, 
to the king's captain. Um, why is the decree from the king so urgent? Oh, and Arioch made question. the decision known to Daniel. This guy, this think this about guy, it. Think this about guy it. is asking the right questions. Think actually. about it. So, uh, the king's like, "All right, you guys suck. So I'm going to kill all of you." Ah! So they're all running and screaming and dying. Hold on, do that again. Ah! So they're all running and screaming and dying. You want to hear it a third time? Oh, you did the whole thing. Ah! <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm going to make that like your ringtone so when you call me it's going to be ah! well, it was a little bit lower pitch than that I'm more of a more of a, ah! a tenor not a falsetto <laughs> oh is that what it is okay well fine then you do it uh, anyway Daggummit. Uh so the king is going out killing all these guys because they suck and can't answer his dream I mean well, you, Brig, you heard what I just next did. time I have a dream and you can't answer it I'm going to come kill you and your kids okay you know I mean that's kind of what should happen, right? I them. I mean, uh, go for it. it my does brother. sound a little uh, unreasonable, doesn't it? I mean, it? it's it's a little extra, but I mean, what was that, Brig? I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I mean, you do you, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey. If uh, uh, if you think that's necessary, I mean, that that... who am I? Who am I to stop myself? Whatever from having fun? floats your boat. Whatever floats. You know. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Who, yeah, yeah. Who's gonna stop me from having fun? If you wanna, if you wanna try that, I mean, go for it. I mean, I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, so anyway. The king's like, you guys suck. I'm going to kill all of you. And so he told Ariok, See, I think the captain of the It would have went over guard, better if he had said exactly that. Yeah. You suck, and I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> Fools, I'll kill you all. Well, I feel like that alone would have made it just a little bit better, like, right? even for reading purposes. Yeah. By the way, guys, you all suck, and I'm killing all of you. Well, we can, hmm. we can add that to the... Uh, um... Things they should have said. It's like, is it... Our version of how that should right, have ended. Right. The, the B, <laughs> we'll add that to the BCV, the Briggs comical version. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. Um, and so the king's like, yo, Arioch, captain of the king's guard, go kill all the wise men in your area, huh? Because yeah. they suck. <laughs> Apparently. And... We've been told. <laughs> and so he's about to go kill everybody. Hey, you guys are great. Love you guys. Honestly, I would trust you with my kids, right? You guys are great. I really do like you guys. Had some good conversations. Last cup of coffee we had was really nice, really decent. Um, <laughs> you know, and thanks for your advice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture thanks this. Thanks for your advice. My exactly wife is like, like so happy with me now, and things are going pretty good. We even watch TV together. It's pretty nice. Uh, but I'm going to have to kill you guys because, you know, the king had a dream and, uh, you guys suck. So sorry. And then Daniel went and asked the, <laughs> went and asked the king to give him, let's see. No, no, no. Uh, he, yeah. And then, uh, where was it? Then, with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, Look, Ari, <clears throat> why is this so urgent? Basically, 
what's the rush? What's the hurry, Murray? And so this guy's like, so sorry, guys. Enjoyed everything. It was great. Popcorn is cool, but I'm going to come kill you because you guys suck. And Daniel's just like, what's the hurry, Murray? And he's like, oh, wow. Um, you know. Um, and then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. Well, you you guys suck, and uh, the king's going to kill all of you because, you know, dream stuff. And he had a dream, and so I'm going to have to go kill you, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry, dream. I really hate to do this. This hurts me than it, more than it hurts you. Trust me. I'm sure. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king uh, uh, that he might tell the king the interpretation. So Daniel's like, you know what? Dying isn't really what I want to do today. Didn't really wake up this morning. Was like, gosh, I'd really like to die. Uh, she was like, yo, Ariok, hey, chill, bro. Chill. I respect you, okay? Let me go talk to the king. Get that. And Ariok was like, okay, I want to go talk to the king it's fine by me i don't care you know say something nice about me put in a good word for me huh and so he goes to the king he's like yo chad about dude, i think i can interpret your dream huh and then daniel went to his house and made the decision known to hananiah mishael and azariah his companions that they might seek mercies from God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Hmm. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel, so Daniel blessed the king. Uh, so Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So here's what happened. So Daniel, after telling the king that you know, hey, look, buddy, give me a little bit of time. Uh, your dream is a very complicated one. I understand there was snoring involved and, you know, uh, a little jump and a little hip there. So, you know, hey, it's not easy to interpret dreams. This takes time, okay? It really does. Uh, so let me go home and get a little coffee, a little chamomile tea, and think about this, and I will interpret your dream for you. Just got to give me a little time, Chad. King's like, Okay, as long as somebody interprets my dream, that's all I want. And so Daniel goes back to his house, and he tells Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezra uh, that they might seek mercies from God of heaven concerning the secret. And so he's like, look, guys, we're all about to die here, um, but God has given me um, a, special, uh, a special gift to interpret dreams. And so I, I need you guys, I need your help, okay? Um, pray about this, talk to God, and seek his direction, and maybe we can, maybe he'll tell us a secret. Maybe he'll tell us what the king's dream is. Um, I have faith in you guys, and I trust God. And so that's really important. That's a, right there is a good, that's what we should be doing daily. You know, whenever, yeah. whenever it's like, you know, let's say you've got a job, you know and you're daniel like, is like he's this whole this whole book is honestly kind of a a mastery of what we should do daily right like right. that that honestly that if we wanted to sum it up in one sentence it would be what you should do daily yeah and so let's say you got a job or something you're just like dude i really don't like this job and things aren't really going that well it's not the worst thing in the world but i think i can do a little bit better what do you do you go home and you say hey honey 
you know, pray with me and see if I can find some direction in life and maybe there's a better place out there for me that God wants, you know? Then you call your friend, I call up Brig and say, hey man, I'm not really satisfied over here. Um, just, you know, pray for me and, you know, and ask God to see if he can give me some resolution on this and uh, help me figure out what I am to do, you know? And we do that all the time in the Christian world, and we should continue doing it. And that's exactly the example that Daniel's setting here. He said, hey, guys, um, we're all going to die here. <laughs> um, it's going to happen. God has given me a gift of, of, uh, of understanding dreams, and I, I want you guys to pray for me, and uh, maybe, maybe God will show us his, his secret. Maybe he'll tell us what we're up to do. And we're going to take a break right there. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right. We are of the backity back group. We are back. Stuart's over here being uh, basically pre-dad. So you're, you're, I'll be a very good dad. My children will be. You've got all the dad jokes. You're. You're prepped. You're ready. You've got all the jokes. I like, apologize to my future children. That's that's it's going to be interesting. Which is really sad because my future children's future mom will be just as mortified. No, really thinks that my puns are funny. Well, a and lot so of them are. Which is she really... will be enjoying it with me, and they will be hating us both. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that's honestly uh, best scenario they're gonna be played. sitting there just like why couldn't we have different parents yeah you guys can, literally can, i'm adopted worst. right please tell me i'm adopted <laughs> please it's the best news i can sorry. get today sorry one day you'll understand kid one day you'll understand <laughs> one day you'll just be like why so sad anyway all right so wow uh, Let's see. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Bless the God of heaven. Let's see. No, that's not what he said. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows it is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Y'all, amen to that. That is a fantastic prayer. Um, wow. I mean, that's... Hold on just a second. Give me a little time. All right, a little time has happened. I'm taking a picture of this little section right here because oh. that needs to be remembered. Oh, flash and everything. He's not. He's not playing. He's over here like right. flashing the. Pa Don't you it. know that like historical documents it. should not be flashed? 
So I'm pretty sure that counts as a historical document. Yeah. Even though it's a reproduction. Okay. So <laughs> that is an incredible prayer right there. It is though. And that's one that we can say daily. <laughs> Blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deeper and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and now and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. That would be a very easy prayer to... Uh, make for yourself um, to make for yourself so we're going to stop there with the, the word of God there's not the end of the chapter in fact it's kind of about halfway through the end of, halfway through chapter 2 um, so that's a prayer that I can make no, that I can pray for myself right here and right now and my fiance can too I thank you and praise you O God of my fathers you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. What did he make known to him? A secret. Something that they did not know. Okay. Uh, so just a little um, Easter egg for my fiance to listen to whenever she gets to this chapter. Surprise! Oh, sorry. Um, but, uh, Come on, Easter eggs. Been... You said that was... So... Start over. I'm sorry. You can't just say, oh, there's a little Easter egg. It's like... So say more, like, excited than that. Anyway, um, so what we've been struggling with for the last <laughs> couple of weeks is where we're going to live when we get married. <laughs> we had a place in Asheville... And then we had a place in Black Mountain. I mean, you could you could move like right down here close to and me. Both of them. There's no places over here. I thought there was one right down the road. Isn't that uh, what you were? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's but what I'm talking stop about. And listen. Um, yes, sir. So <laughs> we were there's there's there was pros and cons to both places. Always. Always. That's that's like the name of the game. And. They were so balanced. They were so balanced. It's like, it's really hard to pick. I wanted more of this one place and she wanted more of the other place. And I was like, yeah, but this one has this quality. And she's like, yeah, but this one has this quality. And then over time, we started seeing the qualities in the other one. I was like, yeah, well, this other one, like the one that you like, has this and this and this and this. And that's really good. And then she started seeing the qualities in mine. She's like, yeah, but yours has this and this and this and this. And you're close to brick. And that was the one that, um, just be quiet and listen. <laughs> and so you'll see, I'm really good at this. No, you're bad. <laughs> and so, uh, we were talking about it and talking about it. We were just like, okay, well, we don't really know what to do. Fair. And we've been praying about it. And just this morning I contacted the lady at the other place and said you know hey um i've got some questions for you and she was like oh well we had some people come see it and they're going to be signing at least today i was like oh oh well 
thank you. Bye. And so I immediately contacted the other place. and was like, hey, we want to rent your place, you know? And so I told my fiance that. She was like, that's wonderful. God decided for us, didn't he? It's interesting how some of those things play yeah. out. And so... Rarely are they exactly the way you planned. Have you ever noticed that? No, rarely. They're never the way that I planned. Now, I, I have and seen I where it's so like thankful. similar. I've, I'm but, so thankful of that because... Mm. Honestly, a lot of times the things that I wanted to happen, like really deeply wanted to happen, God was like, I don't want that to happen. Please don't let that happen. And I was like praying and praying, God, please help me do this. God, please help me do this. And God was like, yeah, I've got better plans for you, buddy. Well, a lot better plans. Hang on. So I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to give you your heart's desire but only after that conforms to my desire. Yeah, a little different. And then you'll plant. be all the more thankful. Trust me. And then after that opportunity went away, I was like, Dad, gum it. I really wanted that. That's what I wanted. God, why didn't you want that too? What's wrong with you? Um, and then over time, over time, after things change, and I see how things become later, I look up at God and I was like, okay, your way is a heck of a lot better Let's than mine it. was. Let's do it. Let's do it. This and is, so this is my anyway, type of game here. Um, anyway, so uh, that's, that's kind of what happened here. Uh, we don't have the place yet. So hopefully God's plan wasn't for us to get really excited about this place and then drop it off the face of the map. That'd be really bad. I also uh, rarely see that happen, so you should be good. So anyway, um, that was pretty cool to see that happen. And uh, that way, Juliana, well, that way my fiance couldn't say, um, you know, this is, I got my way. And I couldn't say, I got my way. That way, God said, hey, By the way, guys, I got my way. <laughs> uh, and it just makes it better for us. And we're just like, dude, God made the decision for us. We didn't have a say in the matter. How cool is that? Pretty flippin' awesome. Because, I mean, you know, it's just better that way. So anyway, uh, we're very happy with the decision that God has given us. And, uh, and so this prayer right here really rang out to me. It really sang to me. He says, I thank you. And praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And at the very last sentence, it says, you have made known to me the king's demand. Well, I'm telling God, you have made known to me your, your demand. There's a little bit of secret. There's a little bit of mystery that we don't know. And in 19, it says, then the secret was, was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed God of heaven. And so it wasn't a night vision or anything. It was pretty, pretty straightforward, you know, but it was revealed and God did answer our question. God did answer our prayer. And so that is to be praised. With that, we're going to say a little bit of prayer here, and then we're going to close uh, this podcast, and we'll be back to you on Thursday with the rest of this chapter, assuming we get that far. So much excitement. Ooh. So, anyway, uh, Britt, would you pray for us? Today? I shall. <clears throat> so, 
Lord, we uh, we thank you for the podcast and we were able to actually uh, get your word out to so many countries. I have been just kind of overwhelmed with the amount of uh, the amount of people that we're actually able to connect with uh, through this podcast and able to uh, communicate the word of God through that is that has been really just amazing to me and I'm so thankful for that. And we ask that you would uh, that you would bless us with the amazingness of your weather, good or bad. On our on our end, we would look at it that way. But we always know you're just watering your garden the way you see fit. Uh, we ask that you would guide, guard, and protect us as we go forward throughout the week. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Until Thursday. Adios. Adios.